This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back to the airport, your one-stop shop for all things royal. It's been quite a cold morning. Uh, I'm here in our tiny little studio in London with a very hot cup of coffee, uh, trying to warm up. before I head off to a very cold engagement with Prince Harry across London, uh, he's wrapping up some of Harry and Meghan's final engagements now before they head off on their break. And that'll be something that we'll talk about later on in the show. Uh, it's been a very busy week for all members of the royal family. William and Kate have been back to engagements. Now the kids are back at school. They're officially in London again and they have hit the ground running be looking into what they've been up to. It's also Remembrance Day, a time when every member of the royal family is out in force to honour military veterans, not just from World War I, but from wars past and present. And it's Archie's birthday, kind of. It's his six-month anniversary since he was born. Uh, A course for a mini celebration here at the AirPod. Uh, I'm going to do a deep dive later in the show, looking into his precious world and some of his milestones so far. And it's Harry and Meghan's final week of engagements before they head off to the US for a well-deserved break. So I'll be breaking down all of those headlines later in the show with our wonderful foreign correspondent, Maggie Rooley. Uh, But before then, as I mentioned, it is Remembrance Day. Uh, It's an anniversary that used to remember all of the people who have died in wars, not just World War I, uh, but also World War II, the Falklands War, the Gulf War, and conflicts in Afghanistan and Iraq. It's a time of the year when the Queen and other members of the family join political leaders, uh, current and ex-members of the armed forces, and military veterans uh, for a week of engagements that really build up to uh, a large memorial service at the Cenotaph here in London. Uh, it's a time where Brits across the country and many across the Commonwealth uh, take time out for two minutes at 11 o'clock at the bells of Big Ben as they toll um, to take a moment of silence to remember those that have passed. Um, it's a day where we see the pomp and ceremony uh, of big rural occasions uh, and anniversary events like this, uh, but a rather sombre day as well. Uh, that two minutes uh, was usually accompanied with gunshots across the London, and then usually the Queen will lay a wreath of poppies at the foot of the Cenotaph here in London. Now, that has actually changed. Prince Charles has taken over that duty from his mother due to her advancing age. It does require a bit of walking, and so now Her Majesty watches from one of the balconies uh, overlooking the the area that all of the royals are gathered at. Uh, That two-minute silence in Britain uh, was held on the first time, I think, on 11th of November, 
1919, long time ago, 100 years ago actually, when King George V asked the public to observe a silence at 11am. And that was one year after the end of World War I. And he made that request, so in his quotes, uh, the thoughts of everyone may be concentrated on reverent remembrance of the glorious dead. I think it's a time where we see the royal family really bring the whole country together and it's a very special thing for royals to be part of. This year we have quite the turnout. Uh, Alongside the Queen we've got Prince Charles, Duchess Camilla, hopefully Duchess Camilla. I'll be going into that a little bit later in the show but she has been unwell with a chest infection and missed a couple of engagements this week. Uh, So it's uh, to be seen whether she will make it uh, to Sunday's uh, commemoration. Duke and Duchess of Cambridge will be there, as will the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. That's the first time that we'll see those four together in quite some time, uh, particularly since uh, Harry and Meghan's documentary, An African Journey, uh, revealed that uh, Harry and William have had somewhat of a a rocky journey recently. So it'll be good to see them come together. Uh, They'll also be joined by... uh, Prince Edward, Countess Sophie, Princess Anne with her husband, Vice Admiral Sir Tim Lawrence, the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester, the Duke and Duchess of Kent, and the Duke of York. But as I said, it has been a busy week. We saw the Queen out by herself for an engagement at the Royal British Legion, where she spent time with uh, military veterans who stay at accommodation provided by the Royal British Legion, and they receive welfare support, uh, and that's available to wider members of the armed forces community as well. We saw the Queen uh, bury a memory box of some kind that I think is supposed to go in the ground for 100 years. Uh, She does a lot of those. This one, I think, uh, included a copy of the Times New newspaper which had her on the cover of course why not uh, and Harry and Meghan were at the Field of Remembrance of Westminster Abbey where they were to pay their respects to servicemen and women who died in conflicts by planting very small crosses in the grounds of Westminster Abbey here in central London there are about 70,000 small crosses that have been erected there by regiments and military units since the tradition began I think about 90 79 years ago And uh, Harry and Meghan were due to be joined by Duchess Camilla. But as I mentioned earlier, she has a chest infection. Clarence House tell ABC News that she is still somewhat under the weather. In fact, uh, her infection has gotten progressively worse throughout the week, uh, which means that she not only missed an event on Wednesday due to illness, she also missed the Thursday visit with Harry and Meghan. So it's to be seen whether she will be out for any of the other joint engagements later this week. That does include uh, the Royal Family visit to Royal Albert Hall for the Royal British Legion Festival of Remembrance, uh, a rather ceremonial, grand occasion where, which is led by the Queen and many members of the family. In fact, all of the members of the family that will be at the Cenotaph on Sunday will also be at the Royal Albert Hall on Saturday. It's uh, quite a spectacular event. It was Meghan's first time there last year. She told 
aids that uh, she had goosebumps throughout the entire service and I would imagine there'll be more of that this time around as well and then of course as I mentioned we see all of the royal family members together for the Remembrance Day service at the Cenotaph. Uh, this will see the Queen view the service from the balcony of the Foreign and Commonwealth Office building not laying the wreath uh, herself as I mentioned but she will be supported by all of the family members. There is actually a procession that leads right up to the Cenotaph, and this will be broadcast around the world. You'll be able to see coverage of the service at the Cenotaph on ABC News Live and also online at ABC News and Good Morning America's websites. Uh, it's, it's a time, I think, really where we see the royal family doing what they do best, which is leading the country in um, m- memoriam. Uh, this time, of course, for the fallen soldiers and wounded military veterans. Uh, my grandfather fought in World War II. Uh, this is an important time, I think, for many Brits across the country. Uh, I think for most people, they have uh, grandparents or great-grandparents who served in World War One or World War Two or any of the major wars in recent years. And I think when you look across the country, everyone has their poppies in their jackets. I have mine in my coat. And it's really a time, I think, where um, people are remembered for the right reasons. After the break, I will be joined by the wonderful, the glorious Maggie Rooley. We're going to be breaking down the week's headlines. We're also going to be doing a deep dive into the beautiful, precious, luxurious world of baby Archie. It's his six-month birthday, and my, how he's grown. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back and welcome, Maggie. Hi, Omid. How's it going? Yeah, good to have you in in our booth. (laughs) You know, I always love joining your podcast. (laughs) It's cozy in here. It's actually very cold outside, so I appreciate the warmth of of a tight space. (laughs) The cozy podcast booth. (laughs) Exactly. It's been a busy week for William and Kate. They returned to work after two weeks of sort of midterm holidays for Charlotte and George. They're back at school, back in London. The family are back at Kensington Palace and mum and dad are working again. I do, I do always love thinking of them this way. You mentioned midweek holidays and it always is a good reminder that they're a family, right? Like uh, we're all families out there trying to make it work, working mom and dad with kids. And whenever they take time off to deal with children, uh, it's just a reminder of like, oh man, yeah, you're royalty, but you also have little ones at home that you need to care for and take care (laughs) of and be a parent to. And it's always kind of a a good reminder. Yeah. There's always that image of sort of palace life Mm -hmm. and what it's like behind palace walls. And we think of opulence and we think of, I guess, it being so regal when it's actually two parents Mm. three kids not enough time in the day (laughs) but they make it work (laughs) 
Kate was a surprise addition to William's engagement at the start of this week, and they visited the National Emergencies Trust in London. Uh, it's an independent charity that provides emergency response to disasters in the UK, and they met Grenfell victims and those affected by the tragedy. I think this was something that we'd actually seen just William on the books for, and then Kate was added at the last minute. I had a lot of people asking me on social media, like, why... Why would someone be added on at the last yeah, minute? Yeah, what normally but happens there? We actually see this happen quite a lot with members of the royal family. You know, the schedule's quite busy and they have meetings that go on in private. They've got the school runs to do. And so when this was booked in probably six months ago, no one would have been sure whether Kate could be mm. added on. And in the end, she could. And she carried on with other engagements that day too. Does it go to show to uh, events or, or moments that are really important to them as well? You know, uh, meeting with victims like this is a potentially a moment that Kate felt she just couldn't miss. You know, she needed to be there. So she kind of made time for it in the schedule. Yeah, I'd spoken to one of their aides and they said that, you know, as well as to William, it's so important for Kate to acknowledge and spend time with those in the emergency response space because, of course, her husband worked as a search and rescue uh, air ambulance pilot for such a long time. It was such a big part of their life. So they really know how demanding, how tough a job that is, how hard that is on the families of those who work in that space. And so that was partly one of the reasons why she wanted to be there. I'm just saying, again, bringing in that personal angle, that you know, the personal meaning for both of them. Exactly. And then Kate had a surprise engagement afterwards. She headed over to central London to the BBC building, where she met with the children's and education team and their general director for a secret project. Mm-hmm. Kensington Palace what aren't confirming mean? what's going on. But I had a chat with someone at the BBC. They said it's anti-bullying week coming up. And so something that Kate is working on at the moment ties in with that. Secret project? I know. Is it something we often see from Kate? Or how often are secret projects in the works? Well, I think we've seen with Kate... I mean, obviously, she's very focused on her work uh, when it comes to early years and uh, child development and how instrumental that is uh, for children in terms of their outcomes later on in life. But I think with the BBC, we've seen her build up this, I guess, trustful relationship. Mm. We saw her appear on uh, the children's show Blue Peter. She's done stuff with Children in Need, uh, which is one of their big fundraising charity events. And so I think she feels quite comfortable with them. Uh, For Kate, it's always about being confident in a space. I think we've seen her do some work and or some on-air stuff in the past. And I've always heard from palace sources that she finds it quite nerve-wracking. And so I think now that she's found a team that she can work closely with, we may see her doing a little bit more of that uh, on-air. And the BBC seems like the right place to do it. And I'm sure as a mom to three little ones too, working on potentially things like anti-bullying must be uh, so poignant for her, especially as her kids are getting older and going into school and they're going to be dealing with all these issues. So I can imagine that it's it's impactful not only in her work, but also in her personal life. Yeah, we've seen William and Kate both talk about their fears for bringing up children in the digital age, of course. I don't blame them. It's yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> Bullying doesn't just take place in school anymore in the playground. Mm-hmm. It takes place online it's everywhere 
even as adults, you know, something that we normally leave behind in the playground <laughs> continues. <It's there. laughs> if you're on, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Instagram, yeah. you will experience it in some form or another. And William has said himself that he, he's petrified of bringing up his kids in this mm. sort of world. So I think for Kate to lend a voice to such an important issue is a really important for her. And then last night we saw William out at the Air Ambulance Charity Gala. Again, this ties in with the emergency response space that we were just talking about. Uh, William gave a speech there, but he also had a conversation with Eric Clapson and spoke about his love of napping. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Which you can totally relate to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I heard that and I was like, man, William, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Yeah, he says that uh, being a dad to three young children doesn't leave him with much free time. And he said, with the children, it's quite hard to get the time off. Any free time I do get, I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Again, kind of an honest moment from them. They must be busy right now, right? The three kids are so little, they're working. You can really relate to the fact that he's like, I don't have time for hobbies, really. I'm kind of busy. <laughs> and, you know, with William and Kate, I think we, we're seeing the Sussexes about to take some time off. Mm -hmm. And I think that this will be a time for them that perhaps we'll see them even more in the spotlight mm -hmm. than they have been. You know, obviously, William and Kate are extremely popular members of the royal family. But the last year or two years has really been dominated by the Sussexes when it comes mm -hmm. to being sort of front and centre in the media space and so I think we may see over the next month and a half William and Kate quietly taking advantage of having the stage to themselves. Oh interesting we're gonna have an exciting couple months coming up. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Not that anyone will admit that at the palace yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure it's happening. <laughs> Uh, that evening uh, that William celebrated uh, was for 30 years of saving lives. It's a campaign that aims to highlight the vital work being done by the London Air Ambulance Charity, delivering life-saving treatments across the city and raising funds for new facilities. William confirmed that night they have raised close to $2 million in funds. Wow. He's really helped spearhead some of yeah. that fundraising effort. So work well done. It's incredible. Again, another good example of how when you can use your celebrity or royalty and put your name on something that actually makes a difference for these charities. Exactly. And then we'll see William by himself at the beginning of next month. He's going to visit Kuwait and Amman for an official visit at the request of the Foreign Office. No details have been announced yet, but yes, this will be probably, I think, the first time this year that we've seen William overseas uh, by himself. Yeah. Does he do solo trips often? Yeah, we've seen him okay. go away. I wondered when I first heard it, in fact, we teased this trip on the last episode before mm -hmm. the palace officially announced it. I wonder if it actually tied in with some of the conservation work he's doing because we saw him go to Vietnam a couple yeah. of years ago uh, for some of the anti-poaching efforts that he'd been involved in and the illegal wildlife trade. Um, but this, I think, will be somewhat official business. William the Statesman, uh, the future king in the making, mm. is... This is that that trip. King trip. Got it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then a trip from another royal. Sophie, the Countess of Wessex, is heading off to New York oh. uh, in, in a week's time uh, on November the 12th. And up to the Friday the 15th, she'll also be stopping in Toronto. It's a visit that sees her in her capacity as a global ambassador of 100 women in finance. Could be interesting. <laughs> I'd love to see her New York itinerary. As well, someone who just moved from New York, I'm like, where are you going to eat, girl? Where are you going out for drinks? Do you have a recommendation? If oh, knows. my gosh. Um, Sophie, if you're listening, 
I love, I still love to this day, Spotted Pig. Their French fries are my favorite in the city. Ooh, good shout. Yeah. So if, you, you're, if you're in the city looking for a fun spot. <laughs> <laughs> now, Harry and Meghan have wrapped up their final engagements or are in the process of wrapping them up. Uh, I'm about to head across town to Harry's engagement uh, with the Terence Higgins Trust. But uh, before then, earlier this week, we saw Harry and Meghan visit military families in Windsor. This is all part of Remembrance Week. I've been speaking about Remembrance Week for much of the start of this show. Uh, This was a chance for them to surprise their neighbours in Windsor by attending an informal coffee social gathering, uh, really with a lot of the military wives based here in Windsor. Uh, Windsor's home to regiments uh, from the Coldstream Guards, the Welsh Guards and members of the Household Cavalry, uh, many of whom are away at the moment in Kenya, but also serving on the Falkland Islands. And this was a chance really for Harry and Meghan to get to know some of the local community members in the sort of military space. But I think it was nice to see them really informal, away from the press on mm-hmm. this one, Um getting to know some some of their local faces. Yeah, it was, it was sweet to see because I think we saw them, and they're so good at this, of really uh, being in the moment with the people that they're visiting. You know, again, both Harry and Meghan, we saw them... Uh, crouching down, talking to children, getting on the same level as the kids, really having these sweet, intimate moments uh, with people that are their neighbors and also people that uh, they can really relate to. I loved hearing from Harry when he mentioned, you know, how hard this must be for all of the families. And uh, again, you know, he served for 10 years or so in the military. He understands what it's like to be away from home. And he was really able to relate to the families he was meeting with. And he called the families sort of the backbone and the structure Mm. of uh, the support system for people serving overseas. And he said it must be so incredibly hard, but how much he respects and admires what they're doing. And so I can imagine for them, it must have been so impactful because not only were they having royalty visit with them, but they were having someone that really understood. He he gets it, yeah. right? And so I think being able to relate on that level with people is so special. Totally. And yeah, as you mentioned, it was a surprise visit. So none of them actually knew that the royals <laughs> were coming until, until they literally walked into the room. Uh, this is a weekly gathering that happens at the Broom Farm Community Centre that is literally, mm. I think, about a 10, 15-minute oh, walk wow. from Frogmore Cottage. So very close to where they live. And yeah, there were lots of children there as well. Uh, Megan was able to, to talk about Archie, who was celebrating, I think, on that day, his six-month oh, birthday. Baby Archie's growing up. <laughs> and I want to talk about that. Yes. <laughs> because it's been quite a year for Archie. I think, look, he is a technically a member of the royal family, but there is no title. This is a child that is being raised in the most normal way possible, but he still lives a pretty good life. (laughs) Racked up a few air miles already. He's visited some wonderful places. (laughs) He has, and really racking up the milestones as well. Mm -hmm. Megan at this event spoke about him having two teeth and that he's beginning to crawl. She also said that she's currently weaning him. Mm. We know that in the past, Megan had worked really hard to sort of build a schedule around her feed times. I remember before the premiere of The Lion King, <laughs> when they were gonna, when Harry and Megan were going to meet Beyonce and Jay-Z, uh, Palace Source told me that Megan was quite concerned about how long she would have from the drive <sighs> from Windsor 
to the red carpet to meeting Beyonce and Jay-Z because, of course, she was also feeding Archie at that time. And would she have to sort of take a moment, a comfort moment for herself in between that? Because, of course, she was still breastfeeding. Yeah. So that's been quite interesting to see her sort of juggle motherhood. Again, as a working mom, you know, how do you figure it all out? Yeah. We spoke so much about her being on maternity leave for the time that, uh, you know, Archie's first months at home. But actually, when you look back, mm. was there a maternity leave? Because she worked the entire time. That month of August that all the royals normally take off, they were working. They did. She did uh, worked on the Smart Set collection. She was signing off uh, designs mm. and selections for that. She was uh, looking at proofs for the September issue of Vogue. So the work's very much continued with her. And I remember hearing from a source, actually, that a lot of her meetings that she's had at home in Windsor have taken place at the kitchen table with oh. Archie nearby. And it's like very <laughs> literally juggling the yeah. two. Uh, wh- what uh, this birthday and this milestone reminds me of is that Archie's only six months old. Doesn't it feel <laughs> like he's been around forever? I feel like between all of the news headlines, all of the work they've been doing in the past six months, uh, the fact that he's already been on a royal tour, yeah. uh, they've been doing so many engagements. Part of me was like, wow, he is still a tiny infant that Harry and Meghan are raising, right? Like they are still so yeah. involved. He's only six months old. He's an infant still. And it just really drove it home for me. It's like, wow, there's a lot going on in the household right he's now. He's already met some incredible people. Yeah. We know that he's met Ellen, yeah. generous, <laughs> uh, Desmond Tutu. Uh, I hear that he's met Oprah as really? well. Really? Yes. No. Because <gasps> Did she give him a car? I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would love to know what happened during that meeting. I don't know Me anything too. about it. But Oprah's actually been over here in the UK mm. uh, because, of course, she's working on this Apple TV series mm. with Prince Harry that won't air until much later next year. I think there was a lot of talk about one of the reasons them going over to the US is that they were actually going to spend time, or Harry's going to spend time working with Oprah. But the creative team's actually been coming here, mm-hmm. doing a lot with Harry. So that's kind of continued here. She's had several visits to the UK. So Archie is around a lot of famous faces. <laughs> yeah. You wonder what it's going to be like as he starts growing up. I'm sure for all the royal children, but Archie, you know, with the tie-in to... Uh, the sort of American uh, celebrities that Megan is friends with as well. He's going to have a very eclectic mix of family friends that he grows up in the middle of. Exactly. And there are a lot of those famous friends. We've got uh, the Cloonies. We know that Archie's already spent time with Ella and Alexander. They're twins. Oh, fun. And of course, Prince Louis as well. Yeah, that's closest cousin. (laughs) Quite similar. Are they similar in age? Yeah, similar enough. Similar enough. They're all kind of close, right? It'll be fun when they start growing up together and being able to have family outings. Definitely. I mean, it feels like a long time ago that we saw Archie at the polo when William and Harry were playing at the King's Cup. That was actually quite recently. He's he's living a busy life. Living quite a busy life. (laughs) His social life is more lit than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me your secrets, Archie. He's pretty dang cute, too. I remember we were both there when uh, in Africa when he sort of made his first big appearance in a while, meeting the Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And uh, I think that was the reaction from everyone. Everyone was so excited just to see him. And then we saw him and we're like, oh, that kid's pretty cute also. <laughs> he has another redhead like his dad and uh, constantly smiling. And we kind of learned a nickname as we did. well. Yes, some cute inside. Bubba. Bubba. <laughs> and Arch. 
Yeah, those are cute. Those are cute. Those cute. But I think what's what's been really interesting over the last six months is that we know that Harry and Meghan want to raise Archie in a very private mm. way, but at the same time, they have been giving enough to the public to meet mm. that. I guess that curiosity, the demand, the uh, the people want to know sort of what their baby's going to be like. Exactly. What people life want is the cute like. details. And yeah. so when Harry and Meghan posted for Halloween, <gasps> happy Halloween, yeah. everyone. And they said from Harry, Meghan, and our little pumpkin. Oh my gosh, but was he dressed up as a pumpkin? And in my mind, I was like, Archie would make the cutest pumpkin and we didn't see a photo of it. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I hope they release early Halloween costumes with baby Archie. Absolutely. But oh. it's been very interesting to see how they've nav- navigated mm. that because in this age of social media, they themselves must feel that pressure to mm. give something away. And we saw with the visit uh, to Archbishop Tutu that they themselves filmed the video or they had their social mm. media director film the video of them behind the scenes before they met him during the meeting as well. And we really got to see a very intimate glimpse into mm. their family life. And I think that's going to be how they'll continue to share Archie with the world. He's, of course, a baby that we all counted down to the birth <laughs> of. There was controversy at the time or supposed controversy at the time over whether we were getting enough information about Mm. the birth and whether it was right for the godparents' names to not be announced. But when you look back, that stuff is so insignificant because we are still really getting to experience these milestones with Archie along the way. We get to hear the stories from Harry and Meghan when they're on the engagements. And I Mm. think that that is them doing it the right way. Because, of course, if they wanted to completely shut him off from the world, it would only build up this Mm. perhaps worrying level of curiosity about Archie and then you're courting paparazzi. And then, you know... Well, it is interesting because, obviously, they're very smart and they've been living in this world for a while. So they know that if they mention something about Archie in an engagement... And the the one about his teeth, I believe, was even posted on uh, Instagram. Yeah, it was from the Sussex Royal yeah. Instagram video. So they know what they're doing, right? They're giving us just a few little nuggets from his life. And you're right, I never thought of it that way, that they're able to sort of share these milestones without oversharing their son's details. Because, you know, that's a problem even just for us regular folks, right? There's always the dilemma of, do you share photos of your children on social media? Do you give away too much to strangers? And so you imagine that for them it's heightened, right? They have the same problems that regular people have Um, but for them you know it's on this huge royal level and so it's interesting I I, I sort of like how they're uh, giving people these intimate details but in a way that's also not endangering you know their little one exactly they will be taking some private time as we said in another episode uh, over the weeks ahead and so after this engagement and the Remembrance Day engagements, Harry has one more until they're done. The Palace have just announced that he'll attend the inaugural Onside Awards at the Royal Albert Hall, which will bring together the whole of the Onside community to recognise the achievements of young people, volunteers and staff. Onside uh, introduced youth zones across the UK, which Harry very much championed. Uh, it's a space to give young people uh, time to spend away from the streets. Harry's been very involved in these. I've visited a number of the youth zones with Harry over the last couple of years. It's something he feels really passionate about. And a great engagement to finish 
the workload on. Harry, Meghan and Archie will be taking their much-deserved break, uh, mostly spent in the US, uh, as pretty much as soon as Harry's finished this engagement on the 17th of November. And after that, Harry, Meghan and Archie will finally have their much-deserved break. Until then, we'll have plenty more to talk about. Thank you again for sending in all your tweets. Keep them coming to myself at SCOBY. Use the hashtag TheAirPod. I do read all of them. I spend way too much time on Twitter. That's something we can talk about another time. I'm not ready to address it yet. Uh, Thanks again for listening, guys. See you soon.